Hello and welcome to Just Stories. Today we take you back to December of 2020. It's Christmas time and we're speaking with Cheryl Hilbert, who works with homeless. So sit back, close your eyes, imagine your Christmas tree, and listen to this inspiring story of a real person living a life impacted by social justice, advocacy, and service. Hear how our guest has used her experience to make a difference in the life of others. And remember, it's all about the story, hers and yours. Just stories. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Jane, hello. Good to see you again and hear from you again. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, chilly out right now. We're approaching Christmas at the time of this recording. And uh, I did some light, putting up the lights today and got the Christmas lights out on some trees and bushes. Just in time for the 50 degree weather tomorrow. Yeah, it is going to warm up tomorrow. <laughs> I should have done it tomorrow, right? I but think tomorrow would have been I, I, Yeah, if I was thinking. But okay. I brought my daughters. I said, daughters, come on out here. Julia, Jenna, come on out here because I've got, you know, the lights up. Come out and see them. So they came out and they're like, dad, that's really disappointing. <laughs> like, thanks a lot. Why? So were they, like... they, they weren't as excited about the lights as I was. Were they like broken lights? What, what was no. wrong with them? There's, there's never enough lights. Oh. Dad's kind of cheap on lights, I guess, so. Well, but, that, that reminds me of the, have you ever seen the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase? You know, you know, yeah. the downfalls of decorating a house that with that many lights. So maybe Jenna and Julia need to watch that movie and say, hey, I did a, a favor. You know, our power know. is on. Our neighbors <laughs> do not hate us. We're doing just fine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, just speaking about Christmas lights, um, my daughter, my daughter, Julia, and I were driving around our neighborhood because, you know, we're just remote learning in the house. And so after uh, school, we just need to get out and just drive. And right now, it gets, it gets dark, like, so early, like at 430. So we're just cruising around looking at Christmas lights. There's this one house just about four blocks away from us that um, has blinking lights all over the house. And it's synchronized to Christmas music mm -hmm. and they have a, a sign in the front and it says tune in to 90.3 FM to hear the music. And so we yeah. did, we sat in front of them, we watched like two music shows. It was great. That's awesome. Isn't that great? And it was free because I know that lots of like places are huh. charging like 40 bucks for you to <laughs> watch. Nice. Yeah. We got, we got a house like that around our neighborhood as well. That's, that's, that's cool. Pretty amazing. I, I give a yeah. lot of credit to those families to, really give neighbors such a great time yeah. yeah so um so mark tell us who we have with us today well i'm excited today we've got a a friend of ours cheryl hilbert today and uh cheryl's a good friend of ours uh she's actually the production assistant for just stories uh for her day job cheryl's a doctor of physical therapy who specializes in vestibular disorders she also has her own podcast as well and that's called almost crazy aging athlete uh, when she's not working uh, or doing her own podcast, she enjoys running and doing other crazy athletic activities. But she also serves at her church as the co-director for their PADS program. And we'll be or hearing a little, little bit more about that today. So uh, we're happy to have Cheryl on the line with us. Cheryl, welcome. And how are you doing? I'm doing well. I was uh, listening to you guys yeah. talking about the lights and truly 
putting lights outside your house is so much harder than it looks to get it to look really good. Every year I try and my family is always <laughs> unimpressed. So you're not uh, alone, Mark. <laughs> I'm glad. Misery loves company, I guess. And after reading your bio, I was going to ask you if you're tired tonight because of everything you do in your life, Between exercise, your oh podcast goodness. of your own work so and much going uh, your on. church work as well. You've got a lot. You're a busy lady, aren't you? Uh, often. Thank you. Yes. It keeps, keeps life going, right? Uh, doing extra stuff is a good thing, but it was, it was a little bit longer day at work today. Um, but I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you guys and I appreciate you having me on to talk about uh, pads and what goes on with the pads program. You know, so like my family and I, we've volunteered for pads, um, but, and, and we've mm -hmm. loved every minute of pads. And I know that it's, a Herculean effort to organize it. But when every moment passes, every evening passes and you start from meal prep all the way to putting, um, setting up the bedding for the guests, it's just a real miracle every time we go. And so um, let's just back it up a little bit and just tell our listeners all about pads, like pads, uh, what does it provide? What does it do? Uh, what can you tell us? Well, first off, um, Gina Merrick, I kind of, that's important to make the point because I know you have listeners from all over the place that um, there's homeless in probably every community. It's not something that's special to the Northwest suburbs of Chicago or to just big cities. It's, it goes on all over. Um, when we've taken trips, I've seen homeless on the beaches of Hawaii, you know, in the mountains of Colorado, the train stations of Chicago, you see them at the libraries and parks, you know, in kind of suburbia across the USA. So it's something that um, people deal with all over. And the wonderful news is that there are programs like PADS or other programs for the homeless all over our country that provide a structured way to be able to support these people. And I know, you know, some of your listeners might think, um, I don't see them in my community, but you know, it's the 50 year old guy who on a warm spring day is wearing a heavy coat and he's got, he's riding his bike and he's wearing a winter coat and he's got bags strewn across the handlebars. And you're thinking, why is that guy wearing a winter coat? on a warm spring day and he's he's wearing a winter coat because he has nowhere to put his winter coat and it's going to be cold a few days later it's the three people you see walking outside the library 15 minutes before it's going to open they got big heavy backpacks that are stuffed and they're pulling a suitcase on wheels and you're thinking are they going to the train station no they're probably going to the library to have somewhere to go or maybe at the train station to have somewhere to go so um i just want to I think it's important for the listeners here to, to realize that it's people that you do see on the streets and in our community or sleeping on the beaches. Um, and it's all across. And again, the wonderful thing, and that's what we want to highlight today, is there's so many great ways to help. And for me and for you guys, because I know both of you guys have helped, it's the PADS program at Our Saviors that we use to help the homeless here in this area. Um, for the people that don't know, PAD stands for Public Action to Deliver Shelter. And it's a program that is coordinated through 
Journeys, The Road Home, which is in Palatine. And they help to coordinate pads at different churches and um, across the Northwest suburbs. There's usually two or three a night. And the guests, the people that come to them, um, can come and they can go from 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. that they get to have shelter and they get a dinner, um, they get breakfast, they get a lunch to go. So usually the guests come in and they come in around 7 p.m. out of the cold. They get a mat to sleep on, they get a pillow, they get linens um, and a place to put their stuff. And then they go and they're served food from our volunteers and the guests are so always so grateful and appreciative of the food and the help that the volunteers give. And so I know Jean, uh, Cheryl, that there are, there are a number of volunteers that makes it happen each, each time, uh, is the number more than, more than 20? Yes. I don't have a number exactly in my head, but there are like five different shifts that you can work. And there's anywhere from, our first shift where we set up has the most volunteers and is eight. I think there's 26, okay. I want to say, that we need in a week. It actually is the ministry that needs the most volunteers after worship at our church to run I see. the program. So and that's the biggest thing I think that listeners can do is whether it's pads by us or somewhere else is these ministries, they need people time, you know, and offering three to four hours once a month makes a difference for programs like this, where we can actually serve these people um, and help them. So it's, we're lucky enough at our church that we have showers now and laundry that they can do, which makes a difference because a lot of these homeless people that come to our program, they have jobs, but they just can't afford to have an apartment and pay the utilities and buy the food. But they, they work and some of them get up early to get off to work by 6 a.m. Um, they just don't have a place to go then at night, which is amazing that there's structured programs that can provide this and to make a difference in these people's lives. Cheryl, thanks so much for all that information you've provided. Uh, tell us a little bit uh, about maybe one of your experiences at PADS, a personal experience you've had. Sure. Um, yeah, I've so I've worked at PADS about six or seven years, and I've been a coordinator for about four and this comes from, um, I think like the first year I helped actually, there was um, an evening where the police brought a new guest to our site. And it was a person who was in their low twenties, same age as one of my kids at the time, um, who had been thrown out of their house and suddenly had nowhere to go and had been basically hanging around at one of our big box stores with their belongings sitting on the side of the store for hours that day. And the, um, the workers at the store finally called the police to try and find some way to help. And so the police brought this new guest over to our program. And um, when that happens, we, we call journeys and they check out the person to make sure it'd be safe to stay. And thankfully it was. But it was really, um, it was the first time I think I'd been there when it was somebody new and it was somebody like the same age as one of my kids. Um, and it was kind of heart wrenching in a way as a, a volunteer, but it was also so wonderful that there was a place where this person could go and could be safe and could 
have a warm place to sleep and to could get dinner and then could get breakfast and get a lunch to go. Um, and so you knew it was one of those times where you just knew you were doing the right thing by helping. Um, and I, I was glad to see that when I was back helping a few weeks later, this person was no longer um, at the program. So I'm hopeful that they reunited and, you know, we're back at home and didn't need our services because um, it, it was hopefully just a short term. And that's a lot of the, a lot of times there are guests that that's the case. Something happens in their life and they're going through a bad marriage and suddenly they have to go somewhere for a short bit and separate. And many times they do get back. A lot of these people do are able to go from homelessness to independence. And that's the cool thing is when you um, see them working at a store one day and you find out that they've got their own place now. So um, it's a great program to be a part of. That is so powerful to be able to see the transformation of a person. And then I think it's really funny where you say, it's not funny, haha, but you know, you kind of don't, you're happy that you don't see that person back again. Um, But -hmm. it's also nice to know that the services or the comfort, the warm meal, the safety is there if that person should need it again. So that's wonderful. Yeah. And I don't, we're talking more about pads, but in the summer we have this program called summer suppers, which provides food for the community. And we've seen some of the people that were guests in pads then coming back to get meals so that they can stay in their place and that they can stay independent and they don't have to go back into um, a structured pads program. You've used the, the term guests for the those who come to visit pads, you haven't used the term homeless people or something like that. And I, I can you tell our listeners a little bit about why you, you call your guests guests? It's the, it's the philosophy of the whole program that we're there to provide a place and that they're considered our guests. And so um, it makes it be a fellowship and we are, just like you'd welcome a guest into your home, we're welcoming these people into our church for that night and we treat them with respect and we have conversations with them, just like you might have if somebody was going to be a guest in your home. And it also elevates the level of how they, I think, treat the volunteers in the place as well. They know they're a guest in this place and they're going to leave it nicer than when they came in and they're going to take care of it and be respectful of the place as well. So um, I think it gives a nicer, welcoming feel to it all. And another people. thing that I think that PADS offers, which is very hospitable to their guests, is uh, you have donations of um, toiletries and clothing and maybe sometimes services that you can offer. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, it is It is really nice that um, our Saviors is able to provide such great support. Um, and we have racks of clothing where some of it has been donated that's brand new. And some of it is stuff that people are no longer using. Probably the biggest thing that the programs need this time of year is uh, winter gloves, heavy, like snow, cold winter gloves, because a lot of these people are outside a lot during the day. They don't just go out and shovel snow for an hour, but they could be out for hours each day. Um, so warm clothes is really important. We also, like I said, we provide the toiletries. We have, we're lucky to have a shower now. Um, we have a washer and dryer. So when they come, they can clean their clothes so that 
they can go to work or just feel fresh. Um, and the and the volunteers all assist and monitor with that. Um, actually, I have one Please quick do. story. There was a gentleman who, uh, yeah, who um, was a regular guest one year, and somebody noticed that his shoes, like the soles, every time he would walk, would like open up, and his shoes would come off, and he had like really big feet. And we, you know, looked through all the shoes because we get shoe donations, and there were no shoes that um, fit him. So we actually went out and I bought a pair of boots um, for this guy and the church was able to support that. And we got a nice warm pair of boots for the oh, gentleman. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, it sounds like uh, um, you, you're doing such great work there and you have been, but I, I imagine it must be different this year. This is a COVID year and uh, everything's changed. Tell us a little bit about what's changed um, this past year. Yeah. So in, in, by the end of March, pretty much um, all the pad sites had closed down because we could not, we couldn't knowingly have people sleeping. We didn't know about wearing masks. We didn't really, of course, you know, all of us didn't really know what was going on. And um, in pads, we do have a lot of older volunteers. And so we knew that that was more of the issue. So our site and all the sites closed down. So luckily Journeys was um, got a big donation and then they were able to follow up with grants and they've put the guests all in hotels. So there was about 75 to start. And as of now, they're at about a hundred over a couple hotels that they're um, placed in. So we are no longer having guests come in this year, but we are instead providing food twice a month for the whole group of guests. And so we're providing dinners um, two Saturdays a night um, for all of the guests, for the hundred guests that are there. So it's been a sudden change. <laughs> um, but thankfully journeys has done a great, a great job of putting them up in hotels and keeping the guests safe and healthy. These meals, um, I, I guess that's one way that volunteers can get involved. Is that, can we just talk a little bit about how people can get involved? Sure. Yeah. So this year, it is a little bit more challenging as far as getting involved. Um, you can contact our Savers Lutheran Church, and we have a, a website, and we would happily take financial donations. We are um, most currently, because there's been a surge, we have been getting food from a restaurant the last two months. We're hoping in another month that we will do food that will be provided by congregation and donations of people making and bringing stuff. Um, and so that information is available on the website on our saviors. The other option that people can do right now is journeys as well is needs donations and sometimes needs other meals or parts of meals. So that's journeys, the road home in Palatine or the our saviors Lutheran church website. And you can go to that section and there's information that's on there available. So we would love to help. It's different this year. Next year, we'll need a lot more again. That's fantastic. We'll be sure to post that some of, some of that information um, on our podcast and make sure it's available to our guests. Uh, Cheryl, it's been such a pleasure talking with you tonight. It's so, uh, so, you know, you're a good friend of ours, so we talk to you all the time, but it's great that we can share you with our listeners and uh, share this ministry with our listeners. So, so thanks for being here tonight. Good luck with those Christmas lights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you too. <laughs> And that wraps up another episode of Just Stories. We hope you've enjoyed this time and you'll join us again.
Just Stories is a partnership with Our Savior's Lutheran Church, an ELCA member church where all are welcome and we join in God's reconciling work which prioritizes disenfranchised, vulnerable, and displaced people in our communities and the world. Your hosts are people of Christian faith and recognize that God works through many vehicles, including those of differing or no faith background. Our guests may or may not be members of Our Saviors. See you next time.